0: Welcome to the Codifier podcast. Codifier is a podcast about breaking down emerging trends and technologies into bite-sized chunks for everyone from software developers to sales gurus, to even your grandparents so that they can stay clued in and techno savvy in today's ever-changing world. My name's Steve Jagger, your host and well, I actually wasn't entirely sure that Codifier would be back. 18 months ago, Approximately, I accepted a new job with an exciting startup called Aqua Security, and they absolutely hammered me with work. I thought I would have all sorts of wonderful subjects to bring you for Codifier. And well, while I did, some of them were exceptionally techie, exceptionally geeky. And at the same time, they asked me to start a podcast for them. And I only have so much time. So I devoted my time to, I guess, selfishly, my career and a podcast that I created for them, which was called Beer Sec Ops. Uh, Since, though, I have left Aqua and I'm on my way to another new adventure where they are encouraging some of this work that I used to do, which is awesome. So Codifier is going to be back. But I will warn you, it is going to take. An interesting turn, in addition to more generic subjects, uh, I wouldn't say generic subjects, but let's say more family-friendly subjects, I don't know, <laughs> like like Bitcoin, ones that the general public uh, understand. Uh, I'm going to be diving a little bit deeper into some subjects that you might want to pick and choose. I think you should still subscribe to Codifier, and you can see all the different subject matters, but for example, the one today I'm going to be discussing, Shine Theory. But I'm going to be using shine theory and what it stands for, and talking about it in the context of the world that I live live in, which is software development. So you might find that part maybe not something you directly relate to, but I think you'll still find it interesting because it will provide you some insights into the way software is created in the modern world, and also the lesson of shine theory still applies to your everyday life. So. Here we go. Seeing as it's been 18 months since I've had an episode, we're going to call this Series 2, Episode 1, Shine Theory, DevOps, and Community. A podcast recently crossed my path called The Allusionist, and that's Allusionist with a capital A at the beginning. It's hosted by Helen Zaltzman. Helen also happens to run the Facebook group of podcasting that I'm a part of on Facebook, of course. And this podcast, this particular episode, gave me a light bulb moment, a eureka moment, let's say. The podcast itself normally focuses on language and etymology. Now, this particular episode contextualized that focus around this fantastic story with guests. I mean it too. I hope I'm saying that right. I mean it to Sow and Anne Friedman. They were talking about a term they had coined called shine theory. Now, initially, shine theory was meant to be a private expression of camaraderie between friends. The term went, let's say, kind of big with the publication of an article in the New York Times written by Anne expounding on her newly adopted philosophy of, in quotes, I don't shine if you don't shine in the context of friendships And more specifically, Success for Women. Now, it's worth reading the article. And if you go to the show notes, you'll get a link to the blog article, which is the companion to this podcast, where you can see that article. Uh, And it's definitely worth reading that, in addition to listening to the Illusionist podcast, where you can see just how far Shine Theory has come along since they first coined it, or since they first started really talking about it. it. It took on a life of its own, and almost to a legal extent, they had to kind of pull it back. Uh, it's it's gained so much traction that since I first wrote the article and before I recorded this podcast, I actually saw Shine Theory referenced on the TV show American Dad, which was surreal, uh, to say the least. So to reiterate what the theory means, or what the philosophy, I should say, means, I don't shine if you don't shine. What does that mean? It's roughly a philosophy of collaboration over competition. Such competition can manifest itself between direct peers, levels of a hierarchy, and even between a company and its customers in an effort to position the former as a thought leader and the latter only as a consumer of their product as opposed to a collaborator on it. For me, Shine Theory not only defines how success can be achieved across so many aspects of our lives, but also brings clarity to the successes of such movements as DevOps. And I just found myself making air quotes when I said DevOps. The concept of DevOps is the collaboration of software development with operations over the separation of each role or the knowledge or power that is associated with each proving that the collaborative effort of development and operations is an advantage and an enabler. And this trend, or I shouldn't say trend, DevOps is more than a trend. Its success has spawned some of the biggest changes in how software is created, maintained, and even discussed. it represents the breaking down of silos and the sharing of responsibility to increase the velocity of development and the quality of the result, to say the least. Open source software, for those who don't know what it is, is an altruistic effort where people or programmers see gaps in the market or see utilities or tools or interesting new innovations that just don't exist. They aren't part of a commercial effort, and they release both the product quite often and the source code, Just open. They're not keeping the source code to themselves as intellectual property. It's just out there for anybody to add to, innovate on, fix, um, generate new product from. It's an amazing thing that has been happening pretty profoundly in the past 10 years, but certainly before that. I mean, even one of the most prominent operating systems on the planet, which powers so many things, Linux, is an open source product. Now, this community have always been a model of collaboration, embracing the theory that the many is more powerful than the few, and that creation and innovation is fueled by complete transparency. It is a beautiful thing that has flipped the traditional business model on its head. Even commercial companies like Rancher have demonstrated that keeping their source code behind closed doors is not a requirement for commercial success. One of my colleagues in the industry, Adrian Goins, is ranchers, director of community, and he is a flag bearer for this movement with his latest community effort called Coffee and Cloud Native. In that, Adrian, and in brackets, wifebot, driven by the tenets of shine theory, spend 30 minutes every single morning, his morning, my lunch, informing a growing crowd about the latest and greatest in open source technologies that they often discovered only the night before through a combination of manual research and very clever automation. Now, this is more the exception than the rule, although it is a growing movement. All technology companies do not embrace this behavior. The tendency to perceive source code as a critical piece of intellectual property, while ostensibly essential, can be a poison chalice. There will always be algorithm content that needs to be kept private to ensure a competitive edge. That's not in question. That said, it would be a welcome change to see companies deciding early in their planning what needs to be private and what can and potentially should be made public as part of a community development program. I once made an off-the-cuff remark in a public talk uh, just a few months ago that was essentially as much as you can judge the cleanliness of a restaurant's kitchen by looking at its toilets, I suggested that if you wanted to judge the quality of a software company, look at its open source. Now, while this obviously isn't the solitary foundation for a trustworthy vendor, yeah, it certainly does help. Okay, we're halfway through. I still have a Twitter, which is at Codifier. I still have a Facebook. Uh, Page, which is also at Codifier, I did pretty well to get pretty much all the right taggy things for Codifier spelt C O D I F Y R E. If you're in America, they tend to say codify instead of codify. I just think it sounds Britain, and I guess the rest of the world says codify. It sounds so much better. You know, you write you write code in software, you encode things. Why would I want it to sound like a fish? But anyhow, I hope you're enjoying. Episode one of season two. And I hope you're getting the feel that shine theory is a mechanism of altruistic behavior that is inherently not selfish. All right. I'm going to jump back into part two of the show. Thanks for listening so far. All right. Welcome back. And I'm going to talk about Conway's Law. Conway's Law is a regularly quoted warning representative of, I think, at the very least, what happens in the absence of shine theory. It states that organizations design systems that mirror their own communication structure. If I can rephrase, perhaps, companies whose default practices revolve around value being derived from the hoarding of knowledge, property, and power risk a culture and product which may also reflect this. The stifling of innovation and the isolation and frustration of their most valuable assets, which are, you know, you and me, the uh, employees, can be a result. I mean, just read the Unicorn Project, and of course the Phoenix Project, by Gene Kim for a great fictional Yet, all too real example of this playing out. Now, it's worth noting adopting shine theory is not easy. It flies in the face of human nature. I mean, we are selfish humans, we work hard for our achievements. Arguments like job security, position, self doubt I mean, things like what if I help somebody and then they're better than me and make me look bad, or what if I spend extra time helping? this person and this person, and no one ever helps me. You know, these are a perpetual psychological struggle. Those thoughts often suppress the positive ethic of treating others as you would want to be treated dating back to Confucianism and found in modern phrases like pay it forward or perhaps songs like you get what you give. Now, my world, my dream world of ubiquitous security, uh, isn't a real world, It is currently called DevSecOps, for what that's worth. An extension of the aforementioned DevOps portmanteau, in which security is often seen as crashing the party of development and operations, like an overbearing friend squeezing into an intimate conversation. Now, in spite of mixed perceptions of what DevSecOps means, its intent is noble. That Much like safety plays an integral part in the processes, people, and technologies of more mature industries, security will eventually find its way as a natural progression of DevOps. So much so that a unique expression is no longer required. There will be a future where security is ubiquitous as an element of the software creation process. But until then, uh, we're not there. (laughs) I will continue to look to demonstrable innovations and collaborations within the open source community as a lighthouse in a storm to seek and continue to help others, both individuals and organizations, and bring the education, transparency, and community that Shine Theory represents as a fuel for innovation, imagination, and mutually assured success. Thanks for listening to episode one of season two of of Codifier, Shine Theory, DevOps, and Community. If you didn't already know, Codifier has a blog. It's at codifier.com. And all of these podcasts are essentially audiobooks of the articles that are there. So why not check that out? Thanks for listening. My name's Steve Jaguar. Steve out.